Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Pack Podcast. It's our second episode. Um, again, my name is Danzel. I'm your host. Uh, I also go by Black Ice 8. To my right, you've got Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Want to say something to the people? Yeah, you know, stay goopy. <laughs> and then uh, underneath me here, we got my guy Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. All I ain't right. got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say. That's all right. Get into that's, it. That's all right. That's all right. Once again, you guys say. are rocking with the Expansion Pack podcast, where we're going to download this week's content and bring it to you, our viewers and listeners. So uh, we're going to get things started off a little bit with uh, another icebreaker, just like we did last week. Um, simply put, I just want to hear what you guys have been playing. Um, Manny, you want to let us know what you've been playing for the week? Yeah. Um... I've been streaming a lot of Phasmophobia, actually. Uh, pretty scary game. Um, not going to lie, I've been screaming a couple times. Uh, <laughs> check it out on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash GoopmasterFlex. Uh, also been playing Warzone with that new Haunted mode uh, with the zombies. That's pretty dope, honestly. Um, had a pretty crazy match that one time. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just pretty much those two games. Awesome, awesome. All right. All right, Mr. May 25th, what's up, man? Tell me what you've been playing. Uh, just like Goop said, you know, we've been touching the war zone. It's been pretty fun. Um, actually, I'm I've been pretty impressed with how they uh, pulled off the Halloween event. Everybody who knows me knows I play a lot of Destiny, and I've been ragging on them pretty hard for their Halloween event in comparison to what uh the people over at uh Infinity War, I want to say, is uh putting out. So that's been pretty cool. Um, finally started playing Genshin actually like this morning actually which is odd but man i played that john i had it on my tablet played it to the point where my tablet just died on me i didn't even know my battery was dying um super super fun game super fun game if you like breath of the wild what you waiting for go get it um other than that it's been a lot i just downloaded that uh pokemon uh what do i got sword and shield i don't even know which one i got i got one of the two I downloaded the uh, the Crown Tundra DLC too, which is uh, it's all right. All right so far. I mean, I got my Needle King. I needed that. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Other than that, I ain't playing nothing that much. Okay, okay. Well, all right. Myself, uh, <clears throat> similar to these guys, I've definitely been checking out the new Warzone Halloween themed mode, especially the zombie one way more fun than I expected out of Call of Duty, to be quite honest. I personally have fallen off of Warzone a bit. Um, been a bit tired of it, but that zombie mode is fire. Like, definitely loving it a lot. Um, and then also been playing Phasmophobia with Manny and a couple other of the DLC crew. Um, so you can, you know, definitely check out our respective Twitch channels to, to watch us play that a little bit more. Um, other than that, I don't think I've really been playing much else, you know, sprinkling in a little bit of Madden and 2K here and there, but mainly it's been uh, Call of Duty and uh, Phasma. I'm all, speaking of Genshin, though, I'm, I'm waiting to get my iPad. Uh, I ordered an iPad Pro, and apparently it seems to be in limbo through FedEx. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come in so I can download Genshin and play that a little bit. But yeah, other than so, that, but... It's weird, though, man. It's weird. 
I, it's, that's another conversation. I ain't gonna do that now. Sorry, sorry. Never mind. I ain't even say nothing. Nah, man, you I was gonna tell you how it's weird playing on your tablet because of the whole the thumb stick touch screen thing that you have to use to play the mm, game. Mm, mm. But uh, other than that, yeah. Does it have controller support though? I don't know. I don't know. And then when I tried to do it on my laptop, I didn't get too far into it because we started doing this, but. I couldn't figure out how to move on the laptop version, and maybe it's because I don't have a mouse hooked up or something. But um, it's not yeah, that, I was that little bit of trouble. I don't know. Those are terminologies that I don't know, my <laughs> friend. I don't okay, know that. Okay, okay. I don't know what that is, homie. My guy, my guy, um, Chris. Not he's not initiated to the PC gaming life. So nah, we'll go give him another race. lesson real quick. But but W <laughs> is to race. go forward, <laughs> S to go back. Like you look at it on the keyboard, W A S D. So yeah, it's like it's kind of like a D-pad in a way, but you know that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll get my guy initiated later on. So like <laughs> one of us, one of us. <laughs> we'll we'll get him over over to our side a little bit. I mean, you know, he plays the Xbox with us like we do anyway. So on PlayStation, so it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, let's 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 get into our topics for the week. Um, you know, pretty pretty decent amount of news. Nothing. Too groundbreaking until uh, until Friday. We started getting actually a pretty good chunk of news in here. Um, speaking of which, Friday seems like a lot of different people, a lot of different influencers were getting their PlayStation units. Um, their, I guess, review or preview units. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I wish I was one of those people. I think that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I was I was watching Agent on his like Instagram story. He was like, you know, I think PlayStation might have messed up my, uh, you know, shipping address. I still ain't getting no PlayStation <laughs> Five yet. And I was like, say, for real, man. <laughs> I wish I could be out here like, um, I don't know, like the rest of these guys. I mean, either give me, you know, an Xbox or, or a PlayStation Five and get a little preview going. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to uh, <clears throat> to see some of these influencers get their hands on it. Um, you know, like MKBHD, uh, you know, uh, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny. Like, I'm excited to, to, you know, see what these guys have to say about, about this tech. You know, we've, we've obviously already had our Xbox Series X previews, you know, from just about everybody, it seems like. Almost everybody got got a unit to test out. So, uh, you know, what, what do you guys think about that? Danny? Um, you know, it is pretty interesting. Um, you know, finally got it, you know, a couple of weeks before the PlayStation 5 comes out. So definitely gives them some time to take a look at it in deep into detail. Um, we also heard about the Travis Scott partnership as well that, uh, you know, like I said, Travis Scott. Travis Scott, man, Travis Scott is everywhere. Uh, I mean, everywhere. like Tra Travis Scott definitely gonna have a big influence. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, PlayStation think? is smart. You think? I, I think PlayStation is smart for picking them up in that kind of sense, where it's like, all right, we know how much of an influence Travis Scott is now <clears> to the <throat> generation of kids, and you know, even like some of some people our age, even mm -hmm. though I'm like ten years younger than y'all, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh, smart move by PlayStation, because I think, you know, like I said, you're not gonna have the people that really dives into like detail with the tech and everything like that. And you're going to have, like, the hype beast that are like, oh, Travis Scott on PlayStation, I'm going to have to follow his wave. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, yeah. in a sense, in a sense, they're kind of taking care of both angles because, you know, you you got MKBHD who would be taking a look at the PlayStation from a very technical standpoint. Like, he's he's obviously a big tech guy. 
And then, you know, you bring on someone like Travis Scott, like you said, ultimate hype beast, right? Like he's worked with McDonald's, he's worked with Fortnite. Like, you know, as far as being a, a creative director, whatever that really means. <laughs> but, you know, as far as... Sorry, I'm so sorry. No, man, I, that's what it is, man. No, but as far as, as, far as the culture goes, you know, like, <clears throat> obviously Travis Scott means something to the culture right now. And... Definitely. Obviously, Sony's smart to bring him in to, you know, at, at the launch of their system to say, oh, well, you know, this could, this could help us move some units or give us some visibility or something like that. So, Chris, what do you, what do you think about Travis Scott and his uh, creative directing and whatnot? Or just the strategy in general from Sony? <sighs> what do you think about? Well, first thing I'd like to say is, you know, you got some folks out here saying, oh, I wish I could have got a review unit. You know what I wish I could have got? Damn pre-order. That would have been nice. That would have been so nice. Uh, <sighs> but, you know, whatever. You're the man. Let me answer your question. All right. you said, uh, how do I feel about Travis Scott? Um, I get He's definitely a big uh, influence in the community. And I think the whole Fortnite thing was a really kind of got that over. And I think when they were able to, they were able to stand back and look at the numbers that he pulled in through that little event or whatever afterwards, I think that was kind of like what set him on this course of now being able to do his deals with you know, McDonald's and everybody else. And I mean, I don't know if Travis Scott's name being on it, you know, affects how I feel about the PS5 itself, but I'd be stupid to say that I don't think he's going to help them sell a couple more units. Mm -hmm. He probably is, you know what I mean? So um, it's not a bad decision on Sony's behalf. I think they're just trying to capitalize on a very, very uh, hot individual cause. Um, but I do think it's smart on his behalf, too, because on his behalf, he's just taking all these bags. I'm never going to sit here and hate a man grabbing a couple bags. And he done got a couple within the last, like, few, to be honest with you. If I'm being 100% honest, ever since COVID kicked off, I don't know another dude who's kind of been like as visible and making some of these little deals and doing this crazy stuff mm -hmm. than, than him. He's capitalizing um, on the for sure. Yeah, man. Like a lot of other people talking about, oh, we ain't making no money. We can't tour. You know, we can't do this. We can't do this because of COVID. Travis Scott can't tour neither. But Travis Scott out here got cast, you know, buying his Big Mac. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> As, as far as, <laughs> it's interesting though, bringing, bringing that up, the idea of how interactions between companies and celebrities and so on and so forth changed over, you know, during COVID. Um, it's interesting because it definitely affects the culture in an interesting way as well. I mean, we'll, we'll get, we have another topic we'll, we'll get into a little bit later that kind of talks about the culture and, you know, consumer interaction, but definitely an interesting topic. I would say, you know, Travis Scott doing his thing. You know, we're excited to, to hear a little bit more about PlayStation 5. Is there any specific thing you guys are interested in seeing? More? I mean, I know over the course of this this year, we haven't really gotten as much information out of Sony on the PlayStation 5 in comparison to Microsoft. You know, Microsoft's been very, very transparent about just about every aspect of the system. You know, unfortunately, we're a bit devoid of, of some of the, the higher tier games since we've lost Halo, you know, Infinite at launch and whatnot. But is there anything in particular that we don't know about the PlayStation 5 yet that you guys would be interested in knowing a little bit more about? Specifically from these preview and review units that are coming up? Chris, I'll let you go ahead and start. 
honestly, uh, that we don't know about, I would assume, and this is a big assumption, I heard, I know that they're trying to do something, I think, with the PlayStation Plus thing, but I would assume that they have something in play going forward with this next gen of consoles to at least somewhat go against what Microsoft has, like, with Game Pass, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much of a hardware thing I'm expecting. I'm, anything big that I'm expecting them to kind of pull out that I haven't seen yet has to do with software. I, I, at this point, the hardware discussion is like mute to me. I, I've heard enough of teraflops this, teraflops that. Like, I feel like we, we know all that already. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, let, yeah. let's get the rest of everything Content, else. You know? Services, right. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Many, you would agree, or is there anything else you particularly want to see? Whether it's hardware, software, anything? Um, I definitely uh, more interested in the controller. I know. Uh, I'm sure probably like some of these content creators already like looked into it deeply, but um, you know, willing to see what the you know the adaptive tri- triggers and stuff like that. I was also hearing that, um, and then I think an article where Sony was saying that in order to get like the best sound experience as well, you need to like use a headset with the the hearing. Um, so I'm interested to see what kind of difference it's gonna really make. You mean their yeah, their proprietary headset, the one that's going to allow for their three D audio? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, will, willing to try that out as well. Um, if I could get my hands on one, if I have the the facilities, you know what I mean. But uh, <laughs> those uh, those are you know the couple things I'm really interested to see how uh, PlayStation handles. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, me myself, you know, to, I guess to answer my own question. Um, I would actually say that the controller is one of the things that I'm curious about as well, right? Because last e- or last generation, I should say, <clears throat> you know, the the, the DualShock was it four, five? Yeah, assuming, no, yeah, four. four. It's four. Four. Yeah, it makes four, sense. Yeah, with, with I, the system. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, the DualShock four. <laughs> you know, realistically, the only difference is, uh, compared to like any other controller, you know, even like the Xbox controller was the touchpad, and while in my mind it was actually a really great idea, it didn't get utilized like at nope. all. <clears throat> yeah. Up until maybe you know, I guess the the first batch of launch games tried to utilize it, and then third parties just said, "Forget it," you know. And I really think it's because it wasn't standardized, right? Like if if that feature isn't on an Xbox controller, what incentive do you as a third party developer have to make it specifically for the PlayStation mm-hmm. controller? There's just no point, right? I agree. So. A lot of these innovations that we see with the this PlayStation Five controller, you know, like um, the built-in microphone and and some of the other, I, I don't, I forget the exact terminology, but the the other things that make it more aware of you know of your presence and and whatnot, your your you can blow on it or whatever it is, you know, whatever gimmick it is that Sony's come up with, um, like the the adaptive triggers and all that stuff. I'm sure that we'll see those features in maybe Horizon, um, what's what's the name of it again? Forbidden West? Uh, Forbidden, yeah, West, Forbidden West. Forbidden yeah. West, yeah. You know, we'll see those features being implemented in games like Horizon Forbidden West, um, you know, where you'll get some resistance on the trigger when you're pulling a bow. Like, those features sound amazing, and I'm sure we'll get them on certain games like that, but I can't imagine that most of the third-party games down the road are going to be utilizing that. I can't imagine that Call of Duty is going to be using it in two yeah, years or whatever, right? So I'm excited for the, the tech. I think it's really cool. You know, as a, as a person that's really passionate about tech, like that stuff really excites me, but 
it also depresses me at the same time because I don't think it's going to get utilized the way it, it could or should. So, yeah, I agree. I, I know 2K said they were going to use the triggers, but that's like the only other game we heard so far that's not a first party game. Yeah. Well, well, that's that. That's what I was saying though. Like, <clears throat> to be clear, I guess let me, let me clarify. Launch third party games will probably utilize it, but next year, I doubt 2K will utilize it. And the year after that, and so on and so forth. Unless Microsoft comes out with something similar, which doesn't really seem like they will, but who knows at this point? They could probably come out with like a an elite um, controller, like version three, maybe two years down the road or something that has all these couple, you know extra features and whatnot. But I guess we'll find out. But um, mm-hmm. moving on to to other Sony news, you know we had we had a, a bit of a, a stir this week when Tom Holland uh, tweeted out. The first pictures and our first look of him as Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Um, personally, I was not too excited about this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I am extremely excited about the Uncharted movie. I love the Uncharted games. I played them all front to back. Um, they've been the reasons why I've picked up PlayStations in the past. Um, but I don't know, man. Something about the picture, like it just didn't do it for me. Like I think Tom Holland is awesome. Like I think he's a great Peter Parker. He's a great Spider-Man. Everything that I've ever seen him in, he's super charismatic. I think he'll do a great job acting out that role. But I don't know. That picture just it's just meh. What, what, what do you guys think? Maybe. I mean, you know, like I can see what you mean. Uh, you know, playing Uncharted, and we know Nathan Drake is like someone that's like in his mid thirties or thirties in general. Tom Holland still look like he uh, fresh out of high school. Um, yeah. So I can see what you mean. Each um, was. You know, looking at the picture, you can kind of see, you know, they got the outfit on point. I'm not going to lie. The outfit looked fire. But other than that, I can see what you mean by how Tom Holland looked young. But it also uh, plays in the part where, you know, I heard this movie will be a prequel. So it's going to be before from what we know, I guess, from the Uncharted series itself. So uh, excited to see what kind of story to bring out, as well as uh, you know for future uh, movies as well. Uh, it's smart for them to bring out someone as young as Tom Holland. So um, yeah, that's how I feel honestly. It's true. It's true. Chris, what about you? Um, I more or less echo a lot of what he was saying. The only thing I will say is, um, granted, when you look at that photograph from the neck down, shit look like Drake. But then you look. The neck up, it looks like Spider Man. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like it's a little weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little weird. It's, it's a little weird. But, but, but what I will say within that is that because, you know, Goop just said that it's a prequel, me personally, I'm willing to kind of give him a pass for this first movie because I understand you guys are really trying to hammer home the fact that he's young. After this, if y'all do more movies, Y'all gotta get my guy some more, uh, Facial some hair? more, yeah, something because when you he's think about that, his, grit. That yeah, grit. he's not edgy right now. He don't got no edge to him, and I can't say anything about the charisma yet because we haven't seen the movie. I'm pretty sure he's not gonna have issue with the charisma part of uh, that yeah. character. Yeah, but I, yeah, I the just, look, the yeah, look I, is the look is the look is the thing for me, right? Like, mm. you know, to your point, we don't we you're right. We haven't seen how he's acting as Drake in this movie, but we've seen him in other movies, right? He's a very charming character or a charming person. Um, so I have no doubt that he will crush the the charming, like you know, 
whimsical nature of that character. But to your point, right? Neck down. Perfect. Neck up. <laughs> Just like he, he got, he got no, like, no facial hair, no nothing. Yeah, he don't even, even got a vein in his neck, bro. He don't right. even look like you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. And on top, also, he didn't. I don't know. It, even outside of the facial hair thing, it's just like there's just no grit to him. Like it was almost like neck up. He just looks perfect. <laughs> and then the rest of his body yeah. looks like like he just ran through the whole forest. You know, like it's I don't know. It it, it really like, probably means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but low key, it almost kind of looks like somebody did a masterful Photoshop. You know what I'm saying? Like they almost like took his head and like masterfully sewed it onto this dude's body and then just put it on Instagram. That That's almost how it kind of comes off to me. Yeah, looking at it now, yeah. kind of does look like that. But yeah. you know, one, one thing I am excited, you know, I ain't check who the cast it or whatever, you know, I'm just trying to see who, uh, you know, whoever playing Sully, they probably mm. play a good job because that's my boy. I think Sully is going to be one of those, whoever they cast will have to be like, has to be a hitter. JDM! 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 He will kill Sully's role, <laughs> Oh, JDM! Yo, Get that man in the studio! What y'all talking Dean about, Morgan man? Would be Stop playing with me, man! Crazy, bro. Stop playing! Come on, fam! He not even doing Walking Dead no more. You better get JDM on the phone stop playing. Get him on the phone. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Come on, Jeffrey man. Dean Morgan would actually be huge. Damn, I did not even. Like, I'm just excited to see who they cast for everybody and how the movie is. Because like, Uncharted is one of my favorite game franchises of all time. So they they better make a hitter. <laughs> I better yeah. make. They, I better love the characters they make. Like, it better remind me of the games. That's all. Like, I feel you. I mean, now it it begs another question, though, right? Like, generally speaking, <laughs> any game based off a movie, or Sorry, let me let me let me fix that. Any movie based off a game is terrible. It's usually really really bad. I've heard that Big Sonic facts. Sonic seems to be one of the only the exceptions to that rule, which I have a hard time believing. I still haven't seen the movie myself, but I've heard good things about Sonic movie, which okay. and the Lego movies, those are good. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, the Lego yeah. movies are good. Oh, the Lego it. movies are great. What, what? Those aren't those aren't based off a game, right? Like they yeah. kind of. You know, they do their own thing with that. But I will say this, though, right? Like, I, you know, as we talked about in the uh, the last episode, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I love the movies. Now, when I say that, understand, I know the movies are bad. <laughs> okay. I'm about, to come for you. I'm about to come for your whole neck, man. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I'm well aware. <laughs> Well aware that the movies are bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I would fight the first, for the first two are one. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll fight yeah, for the first okay. one. It, it, it you know it hits sometimes, but yeah. Is. But I <laughs> do want all of them. I do enjoy watching right. them, but they are very bad, bad movies. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm like I feel like that might also have a little bit to do with like I'm hearing something you know over my shoulder like careful, don't be too excited like. These these uh, adaptations are usually very bad, so I don't know if that might have a little bit of something to do with it. But man, I don't know. I'm, I'm tempering my expectations. I was gonna say at the same time though. I mean, those movies that were based off video games, like you know the ones that are pretty bad, like they're older. Like 
nowadays with all these technology you got and you know the money they're probably putting into the movie i mean they got tom holland somebody who's like pretty big in the acting business so they better come out with a hitter like if you're gonna put all this See, money into if i big names before that kind of stuff had big names but, before i i got i have a question though i i have a big question okay big question who's directing the film mm. look it up Ooh. Because generally, I'm not even going to hold you. I usually talk a lot of shit about Michael Bay. But I, I can't help but think that elements of what he does would be good for what this movie needs to bring. Because, like, in my head, right, when I think about Uncharted, it's almost like, he, obviously, you got to have Drake's character hit, right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the thing that made Uncharted big for me was the, all the suspense scenes and all of the uh, the crazy transitions from stuff happening and explosions and all that crazy mess like the movie has to capitalize on that so I'm, and i'm I'll, like i'll tell you this much it's not michael bay <laughs> well i didn't, I didn't expect that i'm yeah. just saying his explosions <laughs> though no I, are I, nice. I, I feel you, I feel you though. I, I get that um so the director's name is ruben fleischer maybe fleischer fleischer go with that i don't know who uh, that is. It, it looks he actually did venom he did Venom, oh, he did Zombieland oh. 1 and 2. Oh, I don't worry about that then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love okay. Zombieland. I, I enjoyed Venom a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Sony kind of stayed in-house for this one because Sony, hmm. I think, um, controls those other IPs as well. I think they control Zombieland and obviously they control Venom. So, yeah, I mean, gives me a little bit more hype. I don't know. I'm still... I'm still skeptical. <clears throat> I'll temper my expectations. Let's wait till we see the first trailer, at least. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll wait till then. We'll wait till then. You guys had any other thoughts on the Uncharted movie before we uh, before we move on to our next topic? I think you know got what I had to say out. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's definitely something we'll keep our eye on. Um, we'll transition to something a little different. Uh. Probably not necessarily relate, not definitely not necessarily related to PlayStation in any meaningful way. But um, you know, we're we're getting close to the to the election here, getting close to November, and uh, looks like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she uh, she was on Twitch this week. Uh, I guess for the very first time, she was streaming everybody's favorite game right now, which is Among Us, and um, apparently it went extremely extremely well. Uh, she had, let's see here, her peak stream was over 435,000 viewers, which apparently is second all-time for concurrent viewers on Twitch, and second only to uh, our guy Ninja streaming uh, Fortnite with Drake and whatnot. And um, I gotta say, those numbers are crazy, you know, especially <laughs> for for my for myself who streams on Twitch, you know, obviously don't have a particularly huge audience, but... Even when I'm sitting there watching, you know, like, Pokimane and, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, Shroud, all these other streamers, like, they're not, they're not necessarily touching these numbers. So, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, a, a, a politician, essentially, you know, hopping on Twitch, you know, definitely for a great cause, which is to, you know, make awareness on voting. But, you know, what do we think about those numbers? What do you think it means for the platform and, you know, I guess for, for the gaming industry as, at large? Yeah, Anyone, um... 
<laughs> um, this is, you know, it was like a pretty huge event, like you said, second all time with the view encounter four hundred thirty-five thousand next to Ninja and Drake. Um, this is, you know, election season is, you know, a couple weeks away, I guess you can say, uh, uh, before the election happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is big in the sense where, you know, you got all the gamers that probably don't really care about it. So her trying to basically reach out to a different kind of uh, community to have an awareness who vote. Me personally, mm -hmm. like, I don't vote. I'm like... Not to get too political, but I'm just neutral in a sense. But, uh, you know, the fact that she was able to, like, have, you know, other famous streamers like Pokemon, Dr. Lupo, and so forth, uh, join her in this is uh, pretty huge. Yeah. Chris, what do you got to say about that? Um, I got several different things to say about it. You know, just like Manny said, like, I'm not really the most political person either, because... I'm not going to get into huge details because that's a whole other podcast. But in terms of just looking at what the, the positives I could have gotten from that is, one thing I do like about that a lot was that um, I feel like one of the things that a lot of politicians or people who are running for different spots and different offices miss is how to connect with the youth and how to connect with um, the people who don't watch the debates and all that kind of stuff, the people who don't even really know what's going on, to me, I think it's super, super, super cool that uh, somebody who's a politician decided to come down from their world and enter our world for a second and then do it in order to kind of spread this message. Obviously, you see by the numbers, she was able to connect with a lot of different people, a lot of different eyes got put on her. Um... I think on another note, it's also really good for Twitch in general because the first it, it's, there's, it's, there's still people out there who don't even know what Twitch is, right? Sometimes, right? And then when you the people who do know what Twitch is associate Twitch with gaming solely, right? So I think in a sense, when her doing that, it kind of let people know that yeah, this is a gaming platform for some folks, but there's channels on here for people who just want to talk. There's channels on here that people who just want to like kind of do their own little version of a talk show or their own little radio show. Like Twitch is much, or it can be much bigger than just gaming streams, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and if this is a way that they want to use it in order to kind of get a good message out there, then I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Like I can never, I can never sit here and throw dirt on that ever. Like it does, nah, that's, that's, Nah, that was I thought that was pretty cool. That was that was yeah. really, really cool. Um and no, that's props, you know, props. I always think we need to get more young ideas and stuff like that within the political world and ways to kind of connect both of the generations together. And this is a cool start. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> a I cool agree. start, yeah. I will well, first of all, let me start by saying I am an extremely political person. I pay very close attention to this stuff. So even though my coworker or my uh, co-host, I should say, aren't necessarily doing it, I would say if you're listening to this, go vote. Get, get yourself educated and know everything about the topics and, and go out there and vote. Please, please, please. It's very important, especially now. Um, but <clears throat> getting back to the topic at hand, uh, Chris, to your point, man, I, I the thing that I love the most about this whole stream was that you know to what you said connecting to the youth <clears throat> actually finding a way to connect to voters connect to people 
on a real level. <clears throat> uh, you know, AOC, she's 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 young, man. She's our age. Like she's thirty one years old. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that she's so honed in on on that world, and it's it's a big reason why she's so well known. She's so well loved. Um, you know, she she's a very progressive person, ideal, you know, mm-hmm. ideologically. And you know, we can talk about that at a different time. But the one thing you can't deny is that she is trying to connect with her voters and you know, get getting people out there to vote. Like that stuff is really important. And to to your point about the the viability of the platform, having having those many concurrent users, having somebody with that high profile of a name on the platform especially for people like us who are streaming on Twitch and trying to make it in that regard, it, it, it helps us out, right? You know, the more visibility the platform gets, the more people who are on the platform, the more eyeballs it then trickles down to for us, you know, the people to watch our content. So that stuff is really important. I think it's absolutely amazing that, you know, she was able to jump on the stream and, and play Among Us. <clears throat> I think it's a great thing for gaming. I think it's a great thing for, for Twitch. For content creators, um, for the political process as well. You know, we want our politicians to find different ways to talk to us, right? Like, obviously, we have you know we have our campaign rallies and our debates on on TV and all that stuff. But truthfully, our generation's kind of tired of that stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're we're pretty disengaged from those things. I mean, you you pretty two are archaic. Yeah, it is. It is. It's extremely archaic forms of yeah. you know of communicating with an electorate, um, and obviously you two are are really a, a prime example of it too. Like you know that that old school way of doing things, it doesn't breed to new ideas. It doesn't breed to um, you know people taking any interest in that political process. So if you hop on a gaming platform or, or hop on a platform that's that's fresh and new and you know has younger people on it, you know it's a really 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 good way to get engaged so i'm i'm really excited about it sounds like you know you guys at least think it's a good idea too hopefully it gets more people into the the political process but you know something something i definitely wanted to touch on because i think it really means something for for gaming as a whole you know especially when you know you have this the administration that's that's in office now that's trying to uh kind of talk down on gaming you know they they try to say that it produces violence and things of that nature and to have you know a politician come on a gaming platform and and play games with people and you know all that stuff like it's it's a good sign right it's a good sign i i hate that argument so much bro i I, not to go on a rant this i I promise you i will keep this under a minute rant away man rant away (laughs) i will keep this under a minute it just it, it annoys me when people try to use this argument of video games are influential to violence right because to me if you are going to use that logic you got to apply that to every other piece of entertainment that we all consume especially things like movies right movies music video games all that shit is the same all that matters is that like if you are a parent and you have children then you need to be like supervising your children and understanding what they're doing and 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 don't let them be influenced by certain things that exist that are kind of like out here not for them you know what i'm saying like ah sorry i I just it really really bugs me man we could sit here and make these rated r movies and, and and do the same exact thing in the movie as what's in the video game but nobody will bat an eye at what happens in the movie. But 
will sit here and say GTA is is what's causing all this stuff to happen. What? So you're telling me GTA got more? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I ain't gonna get into it. It's a whole nother bag, but it's annoying, bro. I think that's an important topic. To it's talk annoying, about. bro. Man, ugh. It is. It's ugh. extremely annoying, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's <clears throat> that's that's one of those things that we deal with, right? Like to to your point of uh, you know what we were talking about with AOC going on Twitch, right? You change the perception of mm, a platform. Yeah. You also change the perception of an entire industry in a way, right? So you know now you're. I don't know, you're Susan from Ohio, and you hear about how gaming is so bad, and this, that, and the other, and yada, 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 but then you hear, you know, AOC, a a politician that you seem to like, or may like, or, you know, whatever it is, you know, you hear that she's on this platform, and she's talking about voting, she's talking about politics, on and so forth, and you tune in, and now you're checking it out, and you're like, oh, well, this isn't, this isn't so bad, I mean, Among Us isn't really, I guess, a great example either way. But, yeah. you know, either way, it's it's still, it's a gateway, right? Like, there are levels to it, you know? Whether it's, yeah. uh, I guess they, they had her on, um, I think she was on, like, an Animal Crossing podcast or something. I think she plays Animal Crossing. So either way, right? Like, the idea that you're seeing somebody who's highly visible in the political arena playing video games and talking about how they're not actually harmful, you know, it's it helps. It really is yeah. what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It helps. So it's 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 definitely Absolutely. something that's good to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely. All right, maybe yeah. you got anything else to add to that? I think Chris, you know, put a lot of that out there pretty beautifully. Talking about which situation, the whole AOC or the violence on the video game? Specifically the, the violence in the video games thing. I mean, personally, like I said, video games really... It's not the video games. I would say it's like either the person raising the parent, uh, raising the kid. Like you know, if it's a situation where like a teen, for example, um, you know, just becomes violent. Like for example, school shootings and stuff like that. Like you can't really blame video games on a situation where a kid acts violence. It's like the parents are the parents really taking care of the kids? Are they really looking out what they're doing, so to say? Like I remember. And not even I be the parents I... too, right? Like it may just be their their circumstances. Like they, that just could yeah. be who they are, right? Like true. Uh, yeah, true. Like you know, it's not just video games. There is a lot of other things that really can cause a person to act the way they are. And honest, man, I kind of think it's when you see that stuff growing up, it's 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 almost like it sets a model for how maybe you might handle certain things for when you get older, right? So that's why it's so important for the household to kind of be in order and for, you know, hopefully both parents to be in said household and for you to monitor and and and, and discipline and supervise how you're supposed to, you know? Like, you do that with everything else. Why not video games too? The video games have a rating on them for a reason. They get moderated for a reason. It's the same thing as a movie. It's the same thing as seeing a parental advisory sticker on a CD, bro. I, I, like, I, I don't get it. Man. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, hear you. I, I mean, me personally, me personally, like, I grew up. My first game I ever played was Grand Theft Auto: Mortal Kombat. Like, I'm, but like, yeah. I would never stoop to ever wanted to tear somebody's arm off and beating up with them. Like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, like you said, you know, it's who you grow up with, I guess, and just the way you live your life. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
Well, I, I think we got a little bit deeper than that I was playing we on did. that we one. Did. But I think it's I think it's a really important topic. I think it's really it's, it's something did. important to talk about. But well, we'll, we'll jump over to our uh, next topic here. Um, so uh, you know, we got some some interesting news this Friday with, with a, an interview that Phil Spencer did, where he talked about the potential of a you know an Xbox streaming stick, and also maybe some new uh, tiers of Game Pass. So, you know, just just kind of getting into it here. Actually, you know what? What I'll do is I'll read the quote here for you guys. Give me one moment. I haven't done that in a while. I've kind of felt like that. What's that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we got a, a quote here from Phil Spencer um, in an interview that he did with uh, Stratachi. Interesting. Um, it looks like he, he was talking about the idea of a free bundled TV stick to play xCloud games, which sounds crazy to me. But here's the quote from the article. Uh, I think you're going to see lower price hardware as part of our ecosystem when you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go plug into their TV and go play via xCloud. You could imagine us even having something that we would just include in the Game Pass subscription that gave you the ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller. Um, and it seems like in the article he also mentioned something about an Xbox Game Pass Platinum, which would guarantee you access to that hardware. Uh, I mean, that, that just sounds crazy, right? Like, you know, we, Microsoft's been doing an amazing job with, with Game Pass and and different programs like uh, Xbox All Access. So the idea of a, a a streaming stick that you could just throw into your TV, you know, you don't necessarily need uh, an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S or anything. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, all good, all good. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> a, a scenario where you just plug in, you know, a dongle, I guess, let's say something like a Chromecast, which maybe, let's say roughly costs like 50 bucks or something. And if you already have your Game Pass subscription, you just plug it in and, and play the new Halo, play the new Fallout. Like, that sounds like a really, really enticing option for people who may not be able to afford, you know, the, the latest and greatest consoles. So, um, you know, we'll go around the room again and, you know, we'll get, get you guys' uh, thoughts on that. So, Chris, we'll start with you. Um, man, it's... I'm not gonna lie. So when I first, first, first heard about them starting to come up with this kind of tech years ago, I thought it was a long way off. Um, and then when the talks of it started ramping up, I still didn't buy it because it just sounded so weird to me, man. I just couldn't imagine that they would be able to condense what we can do with a console into like my cell phone screen or something like that. Right? It was just like, wait, what? Like. I would want to play Destiny on my damn phone. That's but like <laughs> they, they, you know, they they seem like they've come up with a way to really make it happen. And I, I'm reserving my final judgment to when I can actually see it in action. But I mean, on paper, I mean, this is like the ultimate. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, versatility. There you go. The ultimate versatility. What I do foresee from this is there's gonna be a lot more cats in the bathroom longer than they need to be. <laughs> Because people are already in the bathroom mad long on YouTube, right? You telling me I could just fire up my my, my war zone and I'm just gonna be man, I might even forget to use toilet paper or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's crazy. Man. 
Man, they got some problems with that, man. Problems. Dog. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we know how you guys plan on using uh, xCloud. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> oh, that's too good, man. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. I just, I just imagine you in the toilet, like cussing out Zavala. <laughs> Serious, bro. You'll be outside the bathroom. The next time I turn in my tokens with your ass, you better have it right. In the bathroom? Or I'm at the airport? Or I'm in the airplane? I'm in the airplane bathroom? Well, no, that probably wouldn't work, though, with the signal. But you get what I'm saying, though. That's crazy. Like, you could be in a porta potty somewhere playing your games. Know what I mean? And the craziest part about it, too, is, like, you remember how when, um, they, I forgot what the name of the, the function was on certain, like, cable providers, but they were like, oh, if you start watching this show in this room, and then you go over to this other room, you can continue where you left off. It's not as seamless as that, I don't think, yet, but essentially, it's the same yeah, no, it idea, is. you know? It is that seamless. So, right? that... I didn't use it yet. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, it is that seamless. Because it, it basically works. So have you seen the quick resume feature on like the Series S and a Series X? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy. Essentially, that's that's what it would be, right? Like you would come out of the app, right? Let's say you, I don't know. So you're getting ready for work in the morning or whatever. And, you know, right before you left, you wanted to get a game in. And then you had to start taking the train to work or whatever it is, like as you're walking. If you close the app and then reopen the app, you know, an hour down the road or whatever, what have you, like, it would pick up right where you left off. So it would be like that, right? You you can stop one place and pick up another place. In theory, it should be that, you know, let's say you, you, are, you are on the train, you're done, kind of like the Switch, right? Like how the Switch is set up. You, you know, you, you come home, you, you put it in a dock, and then you pick up where you left off. In theory... You should be able to do that when you get off of your phone and then fire up an Xbox Series X. They haven't talked about that functionality, but I can't yeah. imagine why that wouldn't work, right? Like if your saved data is on the server somewhere and that server lives on your profile, then you fire up your Series X and go to said game, you should pick up right where you left off because all it's doing is pushing the data to your machine, right? Yeah. In theory. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see, but... I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Manny, what, what do you That's think, cool. man? Um, like, you know, with this whole X-Cloud situation, now they're talking about the stick rumor and everything like that. It's pretty huge, you know. I remember last podcast episode, we talked about, you know, how huge mobile gaming is nowadays. So, like, to be mm-hmm. able to pick up, you know, a controller, your phone, and maybe a little device to hook it up together so that it's, you know, easy to play together. And, you know, like, for example, if you're someone who's always on the go, you know, it may not be convenient to bring a whole Xbox and, you know, a TV, if anything, with you while you have your mobile device with you. And the fact that now they're actually even talking about a streaming stick, um, you know, like, for example, I remember we were supposed to go to E3 this year. Uh, COVID happened, so we didn't get to. You know, it's, <laughs> like, we could, uh, you know, instead of having to bring a whole Xbox console and play it, all you have to do is just bring a controller and your stream stick. You know, you stream, <sighs> stream, <laughs> stream the game on your phone on a plane ride. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi in planes nowadays. And then, like, you know, you're in your hotel room. You know, you just plug in that streaming stick to the TV, 
and just be able to play games and it's like it's just that simple from you know if if the stream is to you know kind of you know is like that basically which i'm sure it probably will be yeah for those of you guys listening to the podcast as opposed to watching it <clears throat> i think manny just <laughs> broke chris's heart <laughs> group of us were supposed to go to e3 uh, just to check out the new xbox the new playstation but then you know good old good old covid good old covid messed up everything Rona. Uh, every year i had to be this year i know i know mm-hmm. i've been alive for 30 plus years already y'all could have been did that nope nope <laughs> nope Nope, as soon as I got a little bit of money and I said, I bought me a little ticket. No, nope, not you. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Next time. I'm just glad I got my refund, you know. <laughs> I will say that. I'm glad, too. I, I didn't yeah. think I was going to get it. I really didn't think they were going to give it to us. For sure, for sure. But, uh, but get, getting back to the topic on the, uh, the xCloud and the streaming sticks, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the idea of a streaming stick sounds pretty cool, and I think that's, you know, obviously something that has a, a place in this market. I'm I'm a little bit more interested in some of the other partnerships where, you know, we see, you know, we talked about this before, but, um, you know, Microsoft has a Samsung partnership, right? <clears throat> they they partnered with Samsung on the, uh, the Note 20 Ultra um, and a couple other phones, you know, where they market Game Pass to be played on a Samsung device, right? So I'm more interested in seeing these partnerships where, you know, Samsung sells TVs, right? Well, in theory, we should be able to get a Game Pass app on your TV. That way you don't even need the stick. You just fire up the app, you know, you do whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. There, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, Sony has a PlayStation Plus app. Is it PlayStation Plus? What's, they have another service that's... I guess you could say similar to Game Pass. Uh, what's it called? I forgot what it's called, but I am familiar with the... Yeah, it's, Is it's, it PS Now? Yes, yes, PlayStation Now. Yep, you got it. Um, so PlayStation Now is kind of like a gimped version of, of Game Pass in a sense, right? But it is on Sony Bravia TVs, or it was at a, a period of time. And, you know, from what I understand, that experience was okay. I think more than anything, the service itself wasn't that quality. But the idea of playing those games on a TV when all you really need is a controller that can just connect to the, the TV via Bluetooth or whatever, that actually sounds like an appealing idea, right? I can think of my own my own use case, right? So I have I have an office where I, I play my Xbox and PC and, and all that stuff. But when I'm downstairs in the living room, you know, <clears throat> if I'm if I'm hanging out with my wife and we want to play like Tell Me Why or I don't know, any any other random kind of game, I don't need that graphic the graphical fidelity of that to be like super yeah, high yeah so yeah. if i'm just playing it just for pure entertainment purposes i'm just sitting back on the couch and playing the game with my wife that would be an amazing experience and if i could if i could do that for like i don't know 50 a 50 dollar stick or something and i already have my own controller that i can just sync to the stick or to the app or whatever it is like i think that holds a lot of value so i, I feel like we could probably see microsoft partnering with more um not just tv manufacturers but i would say like even even roku right you think about getting a, a game pass app on a, on a roku stick or a roku box or whatnot yeah um you know on an lg tv on 
maybe they could pull something off with Sony being on a Sony TV. Like, well, you know, who knows? But I think there's the the interesting part about this is <clears throat> Microsoft's playing on a different level when it comes to some of this stuff, right? They're they're not playing as a traditional gaming company. They're they're thinking more as a tech company. So their partnerships can essentially know no bounds. They can kind of do whatever the heck it is that they want. I'll give you guys a scenario too. Um, I have the the new Chromecast that has like Google TV built into it. So in theory, you can install apps from the Google Play Store. So like, it took me a little bit of finessing, but I was able to download the Game Pass, like sideload the Game Pass app onto that stick. And I was able to play Doom on my TV. It didn't really like, it's not optimized, so it didn't work out that well. But mm. you can imagine like an optimized version of that playing off a of Chromecast. <laughs> like, that's huge. That That's really, really valuable. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that we get some more out of that. <clears throat> I have two more sticking points I wanted to mention. So, first sticking point I wanted to mention is if this does work out, rip Stadia, right? Just RIP Stadia, offer it. Can we? Right? Can we already <laughs> just rip Stadia? Like, let's be real. Like, Stadia is dead in the ground, man. Like, rip Stadia, man. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's all the way over if this works. But with that being said, one of the things I knew about Stadia, even though I never used it, when I read about it on paper, it was like. It eats a lot of data. And I had read something about, um, and I don't know if this is a rumor or not, saying something like, you know, will we have to depend on like a 5G network or something like that in order to get any of this kind of stuff to run well? Or like, because that's, that's also something you're going to have to like, um, you know, think about. It is going to be nice to be able to do all this portability stuff and all that. But if you have like a really like a low connection speed or whatever mm -hmm. in your house, can you take advantage of the versatility. I think that's a really, really good point because I've used, you know, xCloud, <clears throat> don't tell anybody, at work <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> My guy! <laughs> Not be snitching. I mean, it was like, really, I was like, on oh, break but funny. still, you know, I like tested it out a little bit here and there. And it needs a Wi-Fi connection to really be good. Uh, okay. You know, like you're not going to be you don't want to be playing Call of Duty on there, right? You're not going to be in Destiny Crucible on there. Um, but the slower-paced things, let's say, you know, you're just trying to do a strike in Destiny. You're just trying to go get mm -hmm. bounties for the day. Let's say, I don't know, let's say you're playing Hellblade, Senua Saga or something, right? Like, that game, yeah. you're not, you don't need, like, high uh, responsiveness from that game necessarily. Right, right. Right, so you can you can play like single player experiences. There are certain experiences that can lend itself to to being on the phone, being on four G, being on you know Wi Fi, whatever. Um, but I do think five G is what they're really banking on down the road. I think five G could help them get to that point where you might be able to play a, maybe a Call of Duty game online or whatever, what have you. You still there's you know like if you if you're really like heavy into competitive shooters and whatnot you're, you're obviously not going to want to play it on anything other than like a hardware connection in your house you know with like a an Xbox Series X or or a PC or whatever right you want if you are that type of gamer you're going to you want that high level experience but for a more casual gamer i think you know 4G would work just fine wi-fi works just fine and you know whenever 5G comes out 5G will probably you know get us over the hump a little bit more with some of these things, but 
Yeah, I, I think to your point, Chris, like I think some of 5G might need to be a bit more ubiquitous for it to be viable for some people. But I think Microsoft's doing a good job of working towards that. So, you know, I, I guess we'll yeah. see where where we land on that. But you said you had another point. Because it's weird, too. man. No, no, that was it. It was just that, you know, the whole 5G thing. When you read about 5G specifically, and it's just like, man, the phones that can run it right now, it's eating heavily into battery life. It's mm-hmm. eating heavily into a lot of different, like, resources. So it, it just makes me think, like, on paper, the xCloud stuff does sound awesome. But if, you, if you're if you really trying to take advantage of trying to, like, go out on a train or some bullshit like that and you can't yeah. really get that Wi-Fi connection, damn, does, does that kind of stunt, stunt it a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or is it mm-hmm. still, you know what I mean? Well, other think, than that, that's the solid head. Yeah, I think the best part about it is everybody has a choice, right? Like, just having the ability to do it in the first place is cool. You know, I think the, the infrastructure will need to pick up with it. But as far as, like, the data stuff, I mean, maybe I'm an outlier, but I have unlimited data. So, personally, I'm not too concerned about that. But I know that, obviously, not everybody falls into that bucket. Um even when it comes to 5G, like, I know that Verizon has an option to do unlimited 5G data as well, so I'm covered in a way, but <clears throat> I would have to assume that if people want to <laughs> have that kind of experience, they will have to start paying for unlimited plans and, and all that jazz, so yeah. Yeah. see how that goes. But I, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me that it would eat up a lot of data, because, you know, that's a lot of information being transferred. Like, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Is it a lot of information in a way? It's basically just like a video screen, right? I'm just basing it off of what I saw Stadia said that they were eating up for data. Mm-hmm. And I was like, golly. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, if I'm, I mean, I, I guess I might be oversimplifying it in a way, but the the video connection wouldn't be that much different than Netflix, right? So w- what would be taking up more of the data? It would be the, the input from the controller. Yeah. Hmm. I'm curious about that. Maybe that's something we can look into down the road. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of the phone experience, though, one of the things that did also come out of that interview was the idea that, or I guess the confirmation that Microsoft's working on a, a web-based version of XCloud, specifically for iOS, since they seem to still be having some issues with Apple uh, getting on the uh, the App Store. So hopefully, we see that much sooner than later. Hopefully, that also translates over to a web-based version in general, like, you know, that I can use on my yeah. laptop. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see it coming to iOS in some form or fashion, because like I said, you know, I'm waiting on my iPad Pro. I mean, that would be great to be able to, you know, sit back and be in a different room, you know, wherever I happen to be, just sitting back and playing on my iPad Pro, that'd be a cool experience too. But aside from those particular things, the other thing that was mentioned in the article was a, a Game Pass Platinum. Now, it doesn't seem like we got too much information on what Platinum is, other than, you know, the quote that we got in regards to some hardware with streaming stick, you know, being included in the subscription. But, you know, I'm curious what you guys think might be included in a, a Game Pass Platinum subscription. You go first, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you know, like, like you said, we haven't really heard too much information. Uh, it could be dope that... With this Game Pass Platinum, there could be some, you know, additional uh, features and stuff that will, like, be benefit to the users that do have it. Like, for example, you know, if they do offer up, like, people who have Game Pass Platinum gets to play, like, Halo Infinite, like, a week early before it comes out. Like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or, 
or even like a bigger discount price on early uh, access on uh oh yeah soon that early access uh like you know like i said maybe higher discount price on games too because i know game pass do offer uh i think 10 percent if i'm not mistaken already for games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um you know they might have that as well early access to games like chris says maybe you know you have like you know, halo infinite beta code since you're a game pass platinum member uh you get to have it you know before everybody else gets to play it so i mean that's some of the benefits i could see happening sure I I would have to say I hope that they don't do the early access thing for Platinum. Uh, I like it makes me feel uncomfortable the idea of them gating certain things like that off. I don't know. At the same time though, like I also I also think about it this way. We already have Game Pass Ultimate. What's bigger than Ultimate? Like shouldn't that be the highest tier? <laughs> and the uh, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I I hope they don't go that route. I mean, I guess they do in a way already, right? Like, if you... I know they did it with Gears of War. If you got the, the ultimate edition of Gears of War, you got to play that, I think, three days early. Gears 5 in particular. And then yeah. also, if you had Game Pass, you automatically got the ultimate version of that game. So then subsequently, you got to play the game five days early. So I know that they've, I guess, experimented with something like that before. I don't know. I mean, it adds good value, but I'm just concerned about them getting things like that off into like a higher paid version of. of... But were you gonna say many? No, yeah, no. I was gonna say I know, like, like you did say with the Gears of War, it's like you pay regular Game Pass, you only get the regular edition of Gears of War Five, and then you get the Ultimate Edition of Game Pass, you get Gears of War Five Ultimate. Um, and I know I can understand what you're also trying to say too with the whole like, all right, there's a higher subscription. Now it's going to cost you like $25 a month for platinum. And then, you know, who knows? They might yeah. go, you know. It, it makes me weird. <laughs> makes me weird. Because yeah. it's already yeah. a really yeah. good deal. But I don't know. Chris, I agree. I... Um, so two things I hope that they add to it. One of them is more of like a UI change. I know that the information is out there, but I do wish that one game pass would make it a little easier for you to kind of know when games are coming in and when they aren't. And I know you can go to certain places and find that out, but I just feel like it should be more in your face when you actually open the Game Pass app on Xbox or whatever. Because sometimes I I don't realize that certain things are going to disappear. And then with that, I kind of also hope that... um, Say, for example, right? If I downloaded Red Dead Redemption off of Game Pass, right? And I only made it about... I made it about halfway through that game. And then they took it out of Game Pass. I really kind of feel like they should allow me to get the game at like a a, a good discounted price. Because like I already beat half the game, bro. Like how can I already beat half the game? Y'all take it off Game Pass, and then it's like I gotta pay. Like that's wag, bro. I'm not doing <laughs> that, man. I knew it sounded so personal when you said Red Dead. Because you know how that shit is, bro. <laughs> you know is? I'm just like, I went, I clicked it, and I was like, it's gone. Hmm. They really took out Red Dead Redemption 2. I thought they kept... Because I, mean, I know I they took they out GTA... Yeah. I, thought, I thought they took out GTA 5 to bring Red Dead Redemption 2. But if they did take out Red Dead Redemption 2, then I feel bad for you. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. It's just yeah. it's just one of those things that'll be easier for folks. Because you shouldn't make somebody pay... And I know you get a little bit of a discount with Game Pass. But I mean, like, damn, dude. If you beat half a game already, you shouldn't make somebody spend more than, like, 30 bucks to buy it. The, you're not going to really... I don't know. That's just me. How I feel about it. I think that's tough. Dude. It's tough. Go ahead. 
Because I, I was going to say, I also kind of understand that there is like longevity and stuff out of the game that you get in terms of like the online services and all those kind of things as well. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe how the idea I'm coming up with isn't the best solution for it, but it, it, it shouldn't be just a situation where you can get so far in a game and they take it out of Game Pass and then now, oh, you want to keep playing it? Oh, <laughs> you better, you better, you know, that's, they got to come up with something better than that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't like that. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. Make it more out there so that, you know, just in case the game is leaving soon and you at least know that it is leaving soon so you'll be able to play. Because a lot of times I got to go on third parties to find out or I ask one of you guys or, like, something like that. It just, yeah, I wish it was done a little bit better I, so that way you could plan better and all that stuff. But I don't know if you get that's, that. That's about it. <clears throat> I get notifications on my phone through the Game Pass app. Really? Yeah, when games are coming out of Game Pass. Wow, I. <laughs> so yeah, so that might be something you gotta set up. But <clears throat> let's say they didn't do that, though, right? Like the the point I was gonna make. I think it's I think the fact that you get ten percent off the game is actually like a really good deal, and I'm surprised that that's even a thing. Because if you think about it, if you compare it to like a Netflix, right? So you're watching a show. Let's say it's Friends or something like that. You get halfway through Friends and you don't end up finishing it. And then it just leaves Netflix for that, you know, for forever. There's you don't have any other option, right? Like you just go find friends somewhere else. Like and they don't even give you an option to buy it. Like it's just gone. If Game Pass is in essence like Netflix, then I don't know. Like it's it just kind of is what no, it is. I get it. I'm not gonna say it wouldn't annoy me in both scenarios because it would. Oh, absolutely, but... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, um. But I get that if they're trying to like look at somebody else's service and that's how they've been handling it, then it wouldn't make sense for them to do anything different because yeah. you're going against the grain right there. But I think the best case scenario <clears throat> is is to notify people that it's leaving and give them that opportunity to say, if you want to continue playing it, now is the time to buy it for that ten percent off. Otherwise, it's just going to go back up to full price because you're you know it's no longer in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, yeah, but I think if, if, if it boils down to it, you know, if you're saying that and if other people feel this way, I think maybe they do need to find a better way to notify people that certain games are coming off of the, the platform, especially if, you know, because they have all, all types of data, right? So they would have to know mm-hmm. that, hey, I played, this person played this game while it was on Game Pass and they didn't finish it. So there should be some sort of specialized target, targeted message for you, some sort of notification on your phone and the Xbox to say, hey, Chris, this thing is going away. Now is your time to buy it or finish it. So I think that'd be actually really cool. What do you guys think about how Redbox used to do it? So remember like when you used to get a, a movie from Redbox and the expir- expiration date would come and go, and what Redbox used to do was like, oh, we'll charge you like a dollar or two or something like that every day that you're late with it until you get to a certain amount. And then if it gets like 20 bucks, then you can just keep it kind of thing. Do you think something like that could work in this sense? I don't. I don't think it could. I don't think that particular scenario could work. Obviously, but I don't know what the equivalent would be with this digital situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough because it's not like you can rent the game, right? Like you're not really renting the game. You aren't, but then it it feels like you are in a sense still, but then I, I get it, like you're not, but but the idea that some of them come out, that's what it kind of makes me feel like. 
like obviously if you get the xbox studio stuff that stuff you don't have to worry about that shit but like right it's almost like the third party stuff or anything else it's almost kind of like a rental in a sense i guess I mean, I don't yeah, know. I that's agree. weird to say yeah it's just like a renting thing and then if it does go away they give you that 10 percent off in the end i mean it's you could say it's like a 15 dollar like it is a 15 dollar a month subscription so like yeah. It's, it's technically renting out whatever games is subscription. I can't talk, but it brings out you know what I mean. Subscription. Yeah. It's. I mean, I guess it's. It's like. I guess like you're. We're talking semantics in a way, right? Because obviously you don't own the content, but you're still not technically renting it either. Like it's. Yeah. That's tricky. I don't know how they would resolve. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I think that's yeah. a really, really interesting topic, and I wonder if that's something that Microsoft themselves talks about, and. Maybe they might have some ways to resolve, you know, resolve it in the future. Who knows? But yeah, I'm mean, Game Pass Platinum. I mean, if that's a thing, <clears throat> I would love, I would love to know how they're gonna break that down. Because, because you got to think about it, right? Is it? Could that be underneath Ultimate? And then really, all you're doing is adding features. I, like I don't know, right? Like. Would it I just feel be like Platinum something? goes after Ultimate. I feel like in terms of just like, what is the word? What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the hierarchy of things. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah it feels yeah. as though Platinum should go after Ultimate, but maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously though, I, I, I it's, it's it's funny because even even if you think about how Game Pass itself works, right? If you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have XCloud, right? You have all these games. You have um, access to Xbox Live. You have uh, six months of Spotify, six months of Discord Nitro. Like, there are so many different things sprinkled into Game Pass Ultimate as it is. Like, it's it should be the highest tier thing. And really, now what I think should be the conversation is because there's no way there's no way for you to say, oh, hey, I'm a I'm a gamer that only wants XCloud because all I'm going to do is be playing it on my phone. And there's no there's no subscription that just for xCloud, right? So would, would that be more what they would be doing? Like, would, would it be, I guess, I guess maybe we're thinking about it all wrong, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be hierarchical or high. It doesn't have to be in a hierarchy, right? We could just You've be, just been trained to think that way over all these years. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, let's say... I mean, I guess this would make the most sense, right? There's Game Pass, which is for Xbox. There's Game Pass for PC. And then there's just Game Pass for mobile. And Game Pass for mobile is the thing that, I guess, from a branding standpoint, that's what they would call it. But Game Pass for mobile is what xCloud would be. And then you have, I don't know, some other tier within Game Pass for mobile that gets you the streaming stick and the controller, and you just kind of do your thing, right? Like, am I thinking about that right? Maybe no, I know what you mean. Like it could be like a one-time purchase. Like you know, you just buy Game Pass Platinum. They get you the stick. They get you the controller, and then uh, maybe like what six months of Game Pass with it, something like that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, it might have to be fully like a hardware thing. It it, it might have to because I I don't, know, I don't know where else they can go. Maybe they hook you up with a set of decent headphones they hook you up like there's got to be something that goes into it somewhere yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of like another uh, i don't think that they'll do it this way but you'd have to think it'd be okay so we have the series s we have the series x so like the series 
whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the... I don't even want to try to name it because the Series <laughs> SX thing is already, like, confusing for certain people. But, you know, let's... For, just to throw it out there, Series M for mobile, right? Like, so that would be the stick and then the controller and the headset. And that would be $100 or whatever, $150. And it comes with a year of Game Pass and yada, yada, yada. Like, do you guys think that would sell? I mean, it could, but like honestly, now that you're saying it like that, I could see them doing partnerships with other places. Like, what if like Microsoft somehow gets like a partnership with like Hulu or Spotify or one of those like fucking subscription services? Because I see that all the time now. For Disney Plus, you're gonna get fucking Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and what? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Mm-hmm. What if they did something like that? They got connections everywhere in that kind of sense. I feel. Um, I agree. Yeah. You that- know, like. So here's another thing, you know, we're diving back into the partnership conversation, but Disney has a partnership with Verizon, right? If you have a, if you have a Verizon Unlimited, you get Disney Plus, and then certain tiers of it get you the Disney Plus, ESPN, Hulu combo you're talking about. So obviously Microsoft, you know, to your point earlier, was wants to really push the 5G thing, right? So now it's like if you have an unlimited 5G plan, you get six months of Game Pass and a controller. And now you're getting more and more people into the ecosystem. Damn. Which is ultimately what they want. That's that's the ultimate goal, right? Is just yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You just you want people's foot so, in the door. That's really what yeah. you want. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. This is a crazy conversation. Crazy to think about. This is a crazy yeah. conversation. Hey, more than somebody didn't think it was gonna get where we at. But yeah. now we're over here like, hmm. Hmm. None of us have answers to this. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's the beauty of what you know, and, and I say I say this all the time, right? Like we talk about Sony. Sony is really really good at what they do, which is making games, making first party games. They have a very specific niche, and they they like dive into that head first. Microsoft, on the other hand, they seem to be doing really really weird and experimental things all the time. Like they've broken the mold, you know, as far as how the industry goes with. With Game Pass, you know, the way that they've uh, situated themselves with Series S and Series X and the way that everything is cross-generational, uh, you know, they, they push for cross-play, they push for cross-save. Like, there's so many different things that Microsoft is doing right now. It's all, It always ends up being a more interesting conversation to talk about them, you know, just because nobody knows what the hell they're doing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like, like... They they can do things that are just completely outlandish, and you're like, holy shit! Like, it it it, it can make sense because they can make it work, right? They're out here spending seven point five billion dollars on Bethesda, insane! Like, biggest biggest deals in gaming history. Nobody would have thought about that, right? Like, they own Minecraft, and Minecraft is on every platform on the planet right mm. now, right? Like, there are just so many different things that Microsoft does that you're always just like, hmm, what the hell? Like it's it's amazing, yeah. it's amazing. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll table the conversation for now because there's there's so many more places we could go with it. What we will leave uh, we'll leave all our, our viewers and listeners with this question here, and you know you know uh, let us know what you think about this question. You know, comment on the, the YouTube page. You know, tweet at us. Uh, you know, we'll we'll go through and give our our handles as usual. But you know, mine is Black Ice Eight. You can find me just about everywhere with that. But We'll leave with this question here. So 
you know, we're talking about Game Pass. We know all the great things that comes with it. We know about xCloud. We know about, you know, the, the 100 plus games. We know about, um, you know, Discord Nitro and Spotify Premium. Like all those little things that they add to the service. What would you guys like to see added to the Game Pass service? Aside from the game, right? Aside from the content that, you know, we already talked about, you know, uh, what other services, what other features would you like to see in there? You know, let us know in the comments, tweet at us. Like I said, I'm Black Ice 8. Um, Mania, you know, I'll let you go ahead and plug yourself here. You already know, Goomaster Flex, the one and only. Stay flexing on the gram. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at GooMasterFlex underscore TTV. Same thing for Twitter. And also, you know, GooMasterFlex. You know, catch me streaming, screaming on Phasmophobia, also killing it in Warzone. You know how we do. Screaming is right. Uh, man, this guy. Uh, Chris? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm at twitch.tv slash May25XX. If you want to find me on anything, it's M A T no M A T. Whoa, no, Whoa. that's not how you spell my name. M A Y two five T H X X on everything. There you go, Goop. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll leave you with that. Thanks again for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment. Let us know what you guys are thinking out there. Have a good one. <laughs>